The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio Show. Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management has offices in Bend, Eugene, and John Day, serving clients from all over the Northwest. Give us a call today for your free retirement review. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. My name is Tyler Simone. It's that guy over there. He's Josh Finelli, and we're partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management here in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. If you want to take us up on said free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. Uh, so if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office to get that scheduled. The number here is 800-743-0988, or you can always go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com, and send us an email. Just let us know you'd like a free retirement review, and we'll get you on the calendar. Uh, this comes from Bloomberg. Between 1928 and 2013, a broad index of U.S. stocks increased 2,000-fold. However, 20 times those same stocks actually lost at least 20% of their value in that period. Volatility wouldn't create as much fear if everyone realized how common it is. And so it's it's very funny to Josh and I because you know managing money for retail investors – uh, tell, ex, helps you understand that stocks are not efficient. I don't care what Eugene French and Fama said from the University of Chicago. Uh, they're the most efficient they've ever been, but they're certainly not efficient. And and we we talk to our clients all the time when we're having in the middle of a correction. We say, look, this is really common. Let's talk about how common a correction is or a bear market is going back since the founding of the stock market. It's it's been very very common. Uh, and it's good ultimately for stocks. If stocks went straight up, uh, it would, it, you know, the advantage would go away. It, it just not, it wouldn't be a good thing. When you're buying so, equity in a business, volatility is not a risk. It's the price of admission into the stock market. But but even if you're buying a privately held business, if you think about buying a privately held business, you know that there's going to be business cycles and you know that there's going to be recessions while you're owning that business. The value of that business, if you want to sell it at any given time, is going to fluctuate. So if you said, I'm going to buy a convenience store that's attached to a gas station and you buy it in, in a uh, – you know, when the U.S. economy is growing and expanding, you're going to pay more for it because the, the chances are the earnings of that company are, are up. Let's say three years later we have a recession in in the United States and the earnings of that company decline, and you're selling that company and you need to sell it, and you're going to sell it based on earnings. You're going to sell it at a discount to where it was before the recession started. Uh, that's but you know over time, over the time that you own that, if you own it for twenty or thirty years. The value in 20 or 30 years, as long as you keep the upkeep on it and you keep it modern, is going to be significantly higher net of your costs than when you bought it. It's no different than owning U.S. stocks and owning the S&P 500. Uh, but the difference is, is in that convenience store, you don't get a price quote for it every day, all day long, five days a week. The stock market, you get that same quote every day. But you know, to, to say that you, in the middle of a bear market, which is what lots of clients do, to say that this is this time it's different and it's gonna, it is crazy. I mean, it's not different this time unless you are don't believe that America is going to continue to thrive and prosper, which I guess a lot of people don't think <laughs> that's going to be true. Uh, I, I would say betting against America has always been a, been a losing bet, and I think that will continue to be true. Uh, so you know, volatility. If you realize how common it is, uh, I think it would bother you a lot less. It's funny to us, the clients, our, our clients that are the most successful, that have the biggest portfolios and the best return with their money, um, are the ones that never call us when markets are down, or if they call us, it's to add money to their account. Yeah. Uh, and then lastly, the average investor over a 20-year uh, period ending in 2015 underperformed the S&P 500 by 6% per year 
over that period, their return was slightly less than the rate of inflation. Uh, and, and guess why that is? Because people try to get in and out of markets based on that volatility that I just described. And one mistake compounded over decades is very, very detrimental to that accumulation phase. Right. So, okay, uh, you know, cost of living um, is going up. We know inflation is, is an issue uh, for a lot of people. Um, and so one of the things that we talk to our client base a lot about is a strategy uh, for when they're going to take Social Security. So I think most people out there know that you can start taking Social Security at 62, uh, and then for most people now, their full retirement age is 66 in so many months, and then uh, you, you know y your Social Security would go continue to go up until age 70, and then it's not going to increase anymore, so everybody should take it at 70. But every year you wait past age of 62, the income that you're going to get from Social Security goes up by 8% a year, and that's backed by the full faith and credit of the United States government. That doesn't even uh, take, into effect, take into account the cost of living adjustments that Social Security adds to that. So we know that delaying Social Security uh, as long as possible is the best strategy for everybody out there. And so uh, we talk a lot to our clients, and we talk on this radio show, about a strategy, and Josh can explain the strategy, and it's a pretty basic one, uh, that – helps our clients and you we think you should be thinking about it too in delaying social security as long as possible and so josh why don't you describe how we help our clients go about doing that our favorite you know of course you can take uh, money from retirement accounts uh after 59 and a half without paying a penalty but our favorite situation is clients that uh have taxable accounts that you know lead to uh lower tax liability from distributions and that enables them to use that taxable account and keep in mind you can still do this with your retirement account but you want to functionally use that as a bridge to postpone that filing and as tyler mentioned you know with uh, potentially t 10 plus percent colas on social security <laughs> greatest in 40 years coming down the pike um in conjunction with that guaranteed eight percent every year you wait after 62 you're talking about really meaningful increase in benefits over a five, seven-year period if you're able to delay. But be comfortable with the drawdown uh, from your retirement and taxable accounts in the meantime, provided you can postpone. And that's uh, a situation we're very often apt to see is that that distribution mix from taxable accounts starts, you know, when you think about the proportion of distributions and where they're coming from, we like to start with higher taxable account distributions. And over time, we shift more uh, that balance to also accommodate retirement account distributions. But the objective is always to postpone, postpone the filing of Social Security as long as we can uh, accrue a higher annuitized risk-free benefit in the form of social security and we see so often the sentiment out there that it's not going to exist or whatever it is and regardless of what political affiliation you are as the listener uh you know the one thing all most old people have in common at least is that they tend to vote and uh that's sacrosanct in our eyes and it's not a benefit that you're at um, reasonable risk of seeing reduced at least uh in this current generation so if you think about um, I mean, of course, the other thing you can do uh, to delay taking Social Security is work longer or work part time um, to try to, to to extend when you take it out. But the, the important thing to know is that, yes, let's say your distribution rate is going to be pretty darn, darn high. Like you retire at 60, you retire at 65, let's say, or 64. And you say, I'm going to I'm going to take a big distribution from my retirement pile of money. Let's say it's six percent. But I know if I wait till, I, till I'm seven years old and I start taking Social Security that I can reduce the amount I'm taking from my retirement assets, and then my distribution rate will be something like 3% or 3.5%, which is obviously a much safer distribution rate from your retirement assets. Uh, and you have a, a, a guaranteed payment stream, fixed payment stream from the, from the federal government that will go up based on the cost of living, based on whatever the inflation rate is. So you've you've done yourself a, a couple of favors, and so the, the, it's very uncomfortable, especially for those of you that retire and you're like, man, I'm taking a lot of money out of my retirement assets. Um, remember, you can change your mind at any time. You can say, you know what, I'm 67 now. My Social Security still continued to go up. 
I'm going to start taking it now so I can reduce my uh, withdrawal rate. But the important thing to remember is that once you start turn on Social Security, that you reduce the amount you're taking from your retirement assets. That's a strategy that we think more people should be thinking about because it's another way to protect yourself against inflation. And then the other thing is it, it probably the more fixed income you have, the less scary bear markets are in the future. All right, if you want to be part of the show, call us, 877-670-7117, or you can send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Stick around. We'll be right back. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review, 800-743-0988. Again, into cold water is the worst jump into your morning shower and have hot water to start your day relax and rise and be on your way need to upgrade your water heater severson plumbing has you covered voted best plumber in central oregon find us at seversonplumbers.com if it leaks pump strips or burst call severson plumbing Today, I'll get a workout in at the fitness center. Tomorrow, maybe some rafting on the Deschutes River. Or I could go for a swim and spend the afternoon by the pool. It's pretty easy to fill your calendar when you live the life you love at Stonebriar. Walk the nature trails at Pilot Butte, or maybe give Tracy a call. We can go shopping in Bend on Saturday. Sunday, read a book on the deck. And after an active day outside, you come home to gorgeous resort-style one, two, or three-bedroom apartments with cook's kitchens, spacious bath, full-size washer and dryers, computer labs with free internet, covered parking, and... My fur babies. Pets allowed. Stonebriar is currently accepting applications. Their beautiful landscape grounds feature two clubhouses and are on Highway 20 near 27th and Bend. Google Stonebriar Apartments for details. Stonebriar, professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. Stonebriar Apartments. The best of resort living. Should religious pharmacists, and by that I mean somebody who has closely held religious beliefs, should that pharmacist have the legal right to refuse to hand over the morning after pill if doing so would conflict with his close, his or her closely held religious beliefs? They should have that right, and I believe they do have that right. Listen to The Lars Larson Show, weekdays at noon, only on FM 100.1 and News Talk 1110 KBND. Here at the Almond Joy Factory, where tropical vibes abound, we use soft, fresh-tasting coconut. The crunchiest almonds and delicious chocolate candy. Ah, but do you know what our most important ingredient is? Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. Almond Joy's got nuts and something even way better than that. Yes, Almond Joy is made with almonds and joy. The roar of our engines, the pump of our heartbeats, the pedal to our metal, the sparks that ignite us, the pistons that push us, the passions that drive us. From the feelings that move us to the places that pull us, on the roads that unite us. With nearly 6,000 stores and over 17,000 auto care centers, Napa has America's largest network of parts and care, here to keep you firing on all cylinders. Financial Focus Radio Show is online all the time via iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker. Catch past shows online or by finding us on iTunes. 
Our show's back on iTunes, so go on there and uh, what do you have to search for to get on to, to find our show? Financial Focus Radio. Financial Focus Radio on iTunes, and you can get our show and uh, listen to it wherever life may take you. Uh, you can listen to Josh and I on your phone or wherever you, however you listen to iTunes. If you want to sign up for our e-newsletter, Josh and I do a uh, five- or six-minute video on the 15th and 30th of every month where we talk about what's going on in the capital markets and how it's affecting your money. Uh, so to get added to that list, go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com, and just say add me to your e-newsletter list, and that's the only thing that we will send you. So I'm staring right now intently at a chart uh, of the S&P 500 uh, going back to 1925, and the chart shows me all of the really bad bear markets. So a bear market is measured by a correction, uh, a stock market decline of 20% or more. That is a bear market. Uh, in, in every single one of these bear markets, there have been rallies. And you know, uh, the thing to remember that bear markets uh, are not – they don't go down in a straight line. I guess, the, I guess the COVID one went down in a straight line and came back in a straight line. Fastest retracement of a bear market but, in history. But that was very unique and probably the outlier. Most bear markets, if you go back to the financial crisis, if you go back to the tech telecom media bust of the early 2000s, uh, you know, if you go back to the seventies, you know, most of them, uh, have a, a, not a straight line down. Um, you know, it takes them a while, uh, to, you know, the, the bear market of 2000 through Oh two, it was essentially a two year sell-off where the market lost about 54% of its value, but it didn't go to, down a straight line. There were periods in there with 20 plus percent market rallies. Three of them, in fact, and multiples continued to tra contract on the NASDAQ for nine years after that bubble burst and, uh, not too dissimilar to what we're seeing today as far as a complete, uh, change in the interest rate environment. All right, and then the important thing to remember is that it's time in the market instead of trying to time the market. Uh, if you were fully invested in the S&P 500 uh, from 2006 to 2021, that's a, obviously a 15-year period, you got a 10.66% annualized return. If you miss just the 10 best trading days in that 15-year period, your return goes to less than half. It goes to 5.05. If you miss just the 30 best trading days in a 15-year period, your return goes negative 1.18% return. So it's time in the market rather than trying to time the market, which is the key to success. Just realize the price you pay for the better returns that stocks deliver is volatility. And as long as you can deal with volatility, you can be a successful investor. Uh, and, and most people need to come up with ways to deal with volatility, which leads us in to what we're going to talk about in this segment, which is rules-based in, rules investing. And so there's a lot of people that talk about rules-based investing, which is like thematic and, and smart beta and all this stuff. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about you as an individual uh, creating rules about how you invest your money, where you invest your money. So essentially that you can protect yourself from yourself. And so, Josh, uh, let's, why don't you simply describe what rules-based investing is, and then we can give some examples and talk about why it's so darn important. Rules-based investing is just, you know, it's the key for us in terms of divorce, divorcing ourselves emotionally from decision-making, and uh, you know, which critically damages returns over time if you manage to let your emotions uh, affect your ability to make rational informed decisions, which is very difficult uh, in the midst of corrections. But uh, for us, you know, there's a combination of rules out there. Basically, all rules fall within two categories. There's uh, threshold-based rules. So that could be if, uh, if any given asset within your portfolio deviates a certain percentage-wise uh, from where you actually want it to be, uh, that's a threshold. And if, uh, say, stock sold off 10%, uh, you would then buy additional stock within your portfolio. That's an example of a threshold-based rule. Or there's time-based temporal rules, uh, which, you know, you say rebalance every 6, 12, 18 months, whatever, you know, uh, period of time you want to preordain as I'm going to rebalance and bring my portfolio weightings back to what I initially wanted them to be. And remember... Don't make asset allocation decisions uh, because of what the market is doing necessarily. Make them, uh, make them rooted within your own personal financial situation and your objectives and purpose with your money. We kind of use a combination of time and threshold-based rules. 
to make decisions with regards to rebalancing. Uh, a great example is back uh, in December of 2021, uh, we had some threshold-based rules that were triggered uh, that entailed us actively selling stocks and buying fixed income. Another, rewinding a couple years, uh, we had another threshold-based rule uh, triggered back in March of 2020, where stocks fell 34% in 18 trading days, and our threshold-based rule was triggered, and we had aggressively bought stocks uh, during that sell-off. So, so in those examples, so in 2021, stocks had risen so much. So our portfolio that was supposed to be 60% stocks, 40% bonds, the, the stock allocation because stocks had done so well were 70%, and so we had to be selling stocks, which we sold close to the high, not because we're geniuses, because our rules told us to. And then conversely, when stocks were down and our stock allocations were lower than they should have been, we were buying stocks uh, close to the bottom. It's not because Josh and I are geniuses. Our wives would certainly tell you that. It's because our rules are really good. And you don't have to overcomplicate it either. I mean, a lot of people out there that are doing it on their own may just want to follow some version of a time-based Rule but those aren't the only rules. The important thing. Yeah. So the, here's here's the important thing about rules-based investing. The best investors on the planet all have rules. So Warren Buffett has rules. Jim Simmons, Simons has rules. All you know the, the guys at Bridgewater, uh, Howard Marks, all of these really legendary investors that have done really well over their lifetime and have unbelievably great track records. They all have rules. Their rules all aren't the same, right? You don't have to have the same. I don't. Warren Buffett doesn't have the same rules as Jim Simons. They both have unbelievably great track records doing com, managing money completely different ways. It's that their rules are sound. And they stick to their rules no matter what the market is doing. And so Josh and I have rules for how we manage our clients' money. It doesn't mean that you have to adopt the same rules. It's that you have to come up with very sound rules about how, you know, let's say you say, I'm going to invest every two weeks no matter what the market's doing. I'm not going to let the market, you know, volatility in markets keep me from doing that. Uh, my, you know, I'm going to invest in these, this asset allocation, even when I think, let's say, developed international is a disaster, if it's part of my rules, I'm going to keep doing it. So your rules have to be your rules. As long as they're sound and you stick to the rules over time, you're going to be a successful investor. The, the point about the rules is that the most successful investors on the planet all have rules. Now, Warren Buffett probably doesn't have them written down. He just knows what they are. You know, it's like, I'm not going to overpay. I'm, I'm all these things that are important. It's, it's that the rules exist. And so for yourself, you have to come up with a bunch of different rules and then write them down and put them in a prominent place that you can't forget. And then when you want to let some emotion overwhelm you and do something stupid, read your rules. And if your rules say you can't do that, don't do that. Because Josh and I are, are, are human beings too. We're emotional creatures. We're managing a lot of money for a lot of people. And sometimes Josh and I, or we, we want to do something stupid that doesn't make sense. We go back to our rules. Our rules say you can't do that. And we don't do it. And it protects not only us, but it protects our clients. And so we have made some great investment decisions over the last couple of years, not because we're geniuses or we know what's going to happen, because our rules told us to do so. And that's why rules-based investing is how you can be successful, just like some of the great investors uh, out there on the planet. They, it helps Keep your emotion out of the equation, which for 99% of people, emotion is what gets in their way, including professional investors. All right. If you want to be part of the program, you can always call us 877-670-7117, or you can uh, send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. We appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. We will be right back. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on YouTube or NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com. KBND, Ben. 
At Washington Trust Bank, can't is a four-letter word. I think I'll sell my veggies at the market. <laughs> you can't even remember to water the house plants. Hey, we need to build a home office. We can't. We're adding another bathroom. I think I'll study programming. Bro. You can't even connect your phone to Bluetooth. Whether you're looking for a personal line of credit to build a home office or a loan to take your business to the next level, we'll help you get there. Go to watrust.com to get started. Washington Trust Bank, member FDIC. Are you a renter? Do you know that for the price of a pizza, you can purchase insurance to protect your life's possessions? Your landlord's insurance won't cover your belongings in a fire or theft. Make sure to protect yourself and your valuables. Buy renter's insurance covers your belongings, provides liability protection, and may pay for additional living expenses, such as hotel bills or restaurant meals, if a covered loss forces you to temporarily move out. Renter's insurance is affordable. It often costs less than $20 a month. Ask your insurance agent or company about multi-policy discounts when purchasing renter's insurance. The Division of Financial Regulation has a shopping tool to help you compare renter's insurance policies. Go to dfr.oregon.gov and type renter's insurance into the search bar. Spending that pizza money on renter's insurance will protect you when you need it the most. This message brought to you by the Oregon Division of Financial Regulation, the Oregon Association of Broadcasters, and this station. Today I'll get a workout in at the fitness center. Tomorrow, maybe some rafting on the Deschutes River. Or I could go for a swim and spend the afternoon by the pool. It's pretty easy to fill your calendar when you live the life you love at Stonebriar. Walk the nature trails at Pilot Butte, or maybe give Tracy a call. We can go shopping in Bend on Saturday. Sunday, read a book on the deck. And after an active day outside, you come home to gorgeous resort-style one, two, or three-bedroom apartments with cook's kitchens, spacious bath, full-size washer and dryers, computer labs with free internet, covered parking, and... My fur babies. Pets allowed. Stonebriar is currently accepting applications. Their beautiful landscape grounds feature two clubhouses and are on Highway 20 near 27th and Bend. Google Stonebriar Apartments for details. Stonebriar, professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. Stonebriar Apartments. The best of resort living. Struggling with CPAP? Now there's Inspire, the only FDA-approved obstructive sleep apnea treatment that works inside the body to treat the root cause of sleep apnea with just the click of a button. No mask, no hose, just sleep. Visit InspireSleep.com to learn more. We live in a high desert wonderland. And you like to be outside. The Ben Factory stores have what you need. For the Central Oregon outdoor lifestyle. Make a bold statement and save up to 70% every day. Over 20 famous brand names like Columbia, Nike, and Pendleton. And locals like Learning Express Toys, Runway Fashion Exchange, and Cascade Mattress and Bedroom Furniture. Shop with nothing in mind and find exactly what you wanted. Great buys that reflect your personality. Are you ready for back to school? Well, Columbia's sportswear is with back-to-school essentials at great prices. Gear up with Columbia backpacks starting at $24.99. Lunch bags and water bottles mix and match. Buy one, get one 50% off. Kids graphic tees start at just $9.99. Hurry in and get the deals now for a limited time. Teachers, get an additional 10% off your entire purchase through August 17th. Smart shoppers start at the Ben Factory stores, South Highway 97. Because everyone needs an outlet. The stories no one else can bring you are here. FM News 100.1, 1110 KBND. The mission is clear. Give honest, transparent analysis and actionable advice every week. Make sure to connect with us on YouTube and get our twice-monthly e-newsletter. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us. My name is Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he's Josh Finelli, and we're partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management here in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. We appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. If you want to take either one of us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life your portfolio, your financial plan, your state plan, whatever you want to talk about, it's fair game. Uh, so if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call the office here to get it scheduled. The number here is 800-743-0988. Uh, 
or you can uh, send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Click on the contact us and you can send us an email. We're actually in the process of updating our website, so we should have a new one at some point. Maybe it'll take us another decade or so to get it done. Uh, this comes from MFS. Uh, objective data ranks financial risk in retirement as number one, longevity is the biggest risk, number two, health risks, and then number three, market risk, stock market risk. But individual investors rank market risk as number one, then longevity, then health risks. Research, research proposes that this is partly because individuals tend to exaggerate the effects of market volatility. The reason that the reason that that it could be true that market volatility is a number one risk of retirees is because you act on it right so market volatility in itself is not the most dangerous thing uh for retirees because we know that market volatility meaning market declines are temporary uh what makes it bad for retirees is if you do something because of the market volatility that's when it becomes the number one risk so it's it's actually low on the risk spec risk level if you have a good plan and an asset allocation asset allocation that's appropriate for you and you stay invested it's really low on the risk spectrum because let's say you retire and you're retired for 30 years you're going to have a lot of market corrections and bar, bear markets in your during your retirement uh and if you act on those, uh, then market volatility becomes a big risk for you. It's often uh, enlightening, I think, when you know you highlight the context of what it means for a 60-year-old and you think back like the last 30 years of market activity and you, know, you rewind back to the 1990s or the late 1980s and you talk about all the market events that occurred and you say, you know, based on your life expectancy, you're going to experience all of that again. Well, what's funny is, you, you know, you talk to them about the ones they can remember, the really traumatic ones. But there's like so many more the that 90, they can't. The 1987s. Yeah. But then you talk about the ones that are, you know, run-of-the-mill 10% corrections. And, and there's been a ton of those. They don't remember any of those. No. Most people, you know, we had that market correction um, in, uh, what was it, in 2019? Q4, Q4-18 is one that down 20% and nobody remembers the that. previous hiking cycle. Almost everyone forgot that one. <laughs> they forgot the early 2016 high yield meltdown. Right. They forgot the yuan devaluation yeah. in 2015, August, like all of it just whoosh, totally over the head. And, you know, people that are disinterested tend to be quite successful, actually, provided they're allocated cor correctly. All right. This comes from the Congressional Research Services. Uh, when Social Security was created in 1934, full retirement age for receiving full Social Security benefits was 65. So in 1934, 65, if you applied that same uh, the same metrics they used then, it'd be 81 today, but they're not going to do that. Uh, beginning in 1983, the full retirement age was gradually increased to 67 workers born in 1960 or later, but most retirees still claim benefits before full retirement age. In 2021, 29% of new claimants were 62 years old and 57% were under their ret full retirement age. Um, you know, again, the, the longer you wait to take Social Security, uh, you know, every year that you wait, your your benefit goes up by 8%. Your actual income goes up by 8%. Um, you know, I, I, you know, they talk about Social Security going broke all the time. And, you know, so that, that could easily be fixed uh, by increasing the Social Security age, uh, by getting rid of the cap. There's a lot of things they could do to fix Social Security. Uh, but as they say, it is Social Security is the third rail in politics and nobody <laughs> wants to touch it. Okay. Let's talk about consolidating accounts. And and this one is uh, one of those things where it's sort of a no-brainer to Josh and I. Um, but, but you know, when we talk about it and explain what it is and why it is and how easy it is and how you can do things like in-kind transfers, the light bulb goes off in, anybody, in people's heads. So, you know, whether you want to hire a financial advisor to do this for you or you're a do-it-yourselfer, uh, consolidating your investment accounts is one of the most important things you can do if you haven't already done it. So, Josh, uh, explain sort of in, in simple terms the, the way that people – what it is, and then, the, and then we can talk about how to go about doing it and, and logistically how it works. So it's Simply, not it's just combining like registrations. So, you know, often we see this dynamic where, oh, well, I have a 401K from the two years I worked here. I've got another one from two years here. 
I've got a maybe a SEP, a simplified employee pension from this year I was employed. I have this traditional IRA that was uh, result, you know, came from a 401k originally, but I rolled it out. And so there's also this misplaced, misplaced belief out there that different custodians entails diversification. And, you know, often we'll show prospective clients or even clients like, you know, functionally you basically own the same things in all these different accounts that have registrations that can, can be that can be combined. So, for example, somebody might have eight accounts at eight different places. Yeah, they might have an account at Schwab, an account at TD Ameritrade, their Vanguard IRA, and then... 401k. Yeah, I mean, it's all over the place. We've had clients with double-digit numbers of 401ks that are out there, and I can't even imagine the nightmare of mail that results from having that many disparate accounts. But the idea is that you're not getting any version of diversification benefit from being in different places, and administratively, your life is going to be so much simpler, and you're able to keep better tabs and actually get better returns because you are keeping track of where your money is and where it is actually invested. So think about it this way. There's all these benefits. One, you're going to probably save money in fees because you're not going to be paying IRA custodial fees and all the fees that go along with having accounts all over the place. Uh, Two, imagine logging into your computer and having one custodian, whether it's Schwab or TD or whatever, or if you hire a financial advisor, and you can see all of your investment accounts in one place. Imagine how much, much simpler that will be uh, for you, and and more importantly, for the executor of your estate when you eventually pass, because you don't want that person to have to wait for the mail to come in to figure out where all of your money is. So, if you think about the other part of that, is if I'm going to build an asset allocation and I want to have it across all of my money, isn't it going to be much easier if I'm building that asset allocation in one place? Uh, and so, when we talk about this with prospective clients, it's like, wait a second, you have five IRAs that could be one. You're paying $40 per IRA as a custodial fee that you could, all of those IRAs could be in one IRA uh, at one place and make your life a whole lot easier. The other part of that, and I don't want to underestimate this, when you eventually can't take care of yourself, you're still alive, but you need somebody else to to help you with your money or you eventually pass, the person that's responsible for, for helping you with your money, if they have to, if money's all over the place, there's a really high chance that some of that money is going to be lost. You know, you see all these states that have money, unclaimed money, that's what, this is where that comes from. And so if you, you can have a financial advisor consolidate all this for you. And believe me, when we do it, it it is it is work. I mean, it's, I'm not going to kid you. It's not it's not like it's easy because you're you're consolidating all these different accounts. But the, there's a really good chance that you're going to be able to consolidate a bunch of different regis- the same registration kind of accounts, the so same IRA or Roth or taxable accounts, where you're going to shrink the amount of accounts you have. You're going to have I've, be able to log on to one place and see where all of your money is and how that money's being managed. I don't think you can overemphasize enough the loss of capacity issue, especially if in a spou- a spousal arrangement you are the one spouse in charge of all that stuff and you have these disparate accounts everywhere and maybe you're the only one that knows and so that's the impetus is totally on you to just simplify your life administratively make it easier for your spouse in the event of you know some calamity or whatever it may be but uh it's very easy to accomplish and it's definitely going to be worth your time and like josh said Having money spread all over the place at different custodians is not diversification. Diversification gets, is achieved through having your money in one place and then diversifying it amongst asset classes. That's what diversification means, not spreading it all over the place. You're not helping yourself out. You're not doing yourself any favors. And then the person that has to help you in the future, you're really making it hard on that person. So whether you hire a financial advisor or you do it yourself, consolidating your money into one place, your investment money into one place will not only save your money, It'll most likely improve your investment returns, and then it'll make your life and your executor's life a whole heck of a lot easier. All right, if you want to sign up for our e-newsletter, Josh and I do a short five- or six-minute video in the middle and end of every month. Uh, If you want to sign up for that, go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Click on the Contact Us button and uh, send us an email. Let us know you want it to be added to our e-newsletter list. Uh, Stick around. We'll be right back. Your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. 
Our military has been underfunded for a long time. Trump's support of the military, quite frankly, given the new threats, is not enough. It's not enough. We need to clean out all the woke brass at the Pentagon who are killing our military from within. We need to get back to strict standards, physical standards, mental standards. Mark Levin, weekdays at 3, only on FM News 100 at 1110 KBMD. Save big in-store or online at the summer one-day sale this Saturday only at Coastal. Coastal Farm and Ranch, we're just what the country needs. As the days heat up, so do the savings at Coastal. You're going to save money store-wide this Saturday during the big one-day sale at Coastal. Take 25% off the regular price on clothing and footwear and 10% off regular prices on everything else in the store. Excludes Honda, Husqvarna, Steel Live Animals, Ammo gift cards, licenses, and previous purchases. Save big this Saturday during the summer one-day sale. In-store or online at CoastalCountry.com with in-store or curbside pickups. It's the summer one-day sale this Saturday only at Coastal. We'll see you there. Coastal Farm and Ranch. We're just what the country needs. Serving Central Oregon from Highway 97 in Redmond. Hi, this is Leslie James, and I want to tell you about my friends at OsteoStrong. If you think osteoporosis is not reversible, think again. The folks at OsteoStrong see it all the time. I just received my latest bone scan to find out I have no osteoporosis in my hip x-rays, and in my spine, I discovered I need only to gain 2% more bone to be completely osteoporosis-free. With OsteoStrong, I know I can do it. Mention you heard OsteoStrong on KBND and save 50% off your first month. Be better. Call OsteoStrong today. Seems like every day, everywhere, practically everyone is connected on their devices. In fact, the average person was connected almost seven hours a day last year. And 64% of adults admit to taking online risks for convenience. All that browsing, sharing, banking, and shopping makes life easy. But it can expose personal information, making you vulnerable to cyber criminals. That's why Norton 360 with LifeLock makes it easy to help keep your digital life safe. With device security to help block hackers from devices, a VPN for online privacy, and LifeLock identity theft protection to help you keep what's yours. No one can prevent all cybercrime or identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But with Norton 360 with LifeLock, you can choose to be safer. Join now, this week only. It's the Better Than Black Friday sale. Save up to 45% off your first year at Norton.com slash join. Hurry, this sale is seven days only. So go to Norton.com slash join to save up to 45%. Don't wait. Offer ends June 13th. Sun River Music Festival's closing concert is one of Shakespearean grandeur. August 21st features bass baritone Timothy Jones with the festival orchestra led by artistic director and conductor Brett Mitchell. The full concert series runs August 10th through 21st at the brand new Caldera High School in Bend and at the iconic Sun River Resort Great Hall. The dramatic voice of Jones also joins the festival orchestra at the Pops concert and as Peter and the Wolf's narrator at the Discover the Symphony matinee. Full schedule and tickets at sunrivermusic.org. Your free retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Call us today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. We appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. So last week, uh, for those of you, maybe most of you probably don't know this, but Ben North Little League uh, was in San Bernardino for the uh, regionals, which is the, the, the tournament that you go to. And you, if you win it, you then go on to the Little League World Series in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, which is every Little League player's dream. And the Ben North Little League was playing uh, Washington, the team from Bonnie Lake, Washington. Uh, and in the championship game, the winner of this game, goes on to Williamsport. So it's Ben Norris winning two to one. Uh, Bonnie, Bonnie Lake is, is uh, the home team. So they get one last at bat. The, the kid comes up to bat, hits one out. So it's two to two ending ends. They go, the ending ends, they go into extra innings. Uh, ben, Ben gets up. They don't score any runs. Bonnie Lake comes to the plate. Uh, they get a kid on and then 
The next kid at bat hits a ball that is looks foul. The umpire puts his hand straight in the air, which indicates dead ball, foul ball. Play should stop. Uh, I guess the home pie, home pie umpire thought it was a fair ball. The runner keeps running. The Ben North kids stop. They don't do anything. They don't pick up the ball. The kid scores. Uh, they review the play. They said that it was a fair ball, and Bonnie Lake Washington wins. It was the saddest deal ever. And uh, you know who knows? Like the team from Washington still might have scored run, run and won whatever. You know, you never know the outcome of the game. But for these poor twelve-year-old kids. Uh, and they did a great job getting there. And I have to say, uh, Brett Harlob, who's the coach, um, he handled it much better than I would have. I would have, uh, I would have been on Sports Center, but for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> Other than the little league coach running around screaming at people, uh, but it was just really sad for those kids. But good for them; they made you're it that the, far. You're the Stan Marsh of I, baseball I, yeah, bats. I, I would have been like, "Here's everything wrong with you, sports, this guy." <laughs> but um, you know, it was just a really because you know, once the umpire puts both his hands up, that means dead ball and. You know, I, I'm sure hopefully that they use this as a teaching. Maybe that moment. could be your activity in retirement is just being that shirtless guy with a beer in the stands at Little League baseball games. Why do I have to wait for retirement for that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, and you know what? Here's, here's what I'll say. I'm usually in the corner of umpires. Umpires have a tough job, you know, and there's, it's, we're losing umpires like crazy because of crazy parents. Uh, and I usually would be in their corner and side with them. But, man, they got this one really wrong. And uh, and it was a terrible way for a Little League game to end. So it is what it is. All right. Um, this uh, comes from MFS. The majority of retirees wor- who worked with a financial advisor to tra- transition into retirement said that the help with asset allocation was their most valuable, 74%. Uh, of those, 38% valued help in understanding risk tolerance most, while 36% valued help in understanding how to turn their savings into an income stream the most. So here's the thing I tell people all the time. Um, the accumulation phase of life is pretty easy. It's just put your head down, save as much as you can. As long as you have good investments, that, that, that part's pretty easy. Most financial advisors don't add a ton of value there. It's when you have to turn your money into a paycheck. Once you sort of get close to retirement, fix getting your asset allocation right, and then in retirement, turning that money into a paycheck is where I think uh, most advisors add value. Uh, that, that does not mean selling you annuity as a way to turn that money into a paycheck because guess who it turns a paycheck into? The financial advisor that sells it to you because they pay a huge commission. All right, let's tackle some email questions. We got an email from Bill W. I can't use your last name, Bill, but you probably hopefully know who you are when I read this email. My question is about how many mutual funds slash ETFs you need to have a diversified portfolio. I have a financial advisor that chooses my investments. When I get my statements, I see that each of my accounts has between 20 and 25 different holdings in them. Is that the right number? It seems high to me. Uh, We can tell you from experience in our own portfolios that a mid-single-digit number of positions is uh, more than ample to cover the entire publicly traded universe, uh, both domestically and internationally. Don't some of our portfolios have like 12 positions? Yeah, I mean, yeah. We, uh, but half, you know, that in, entails an even small, you know, a, a larger degree of compartmentalization. But, you know, you can up, you can own, you know, even on the domestic equity side, you can own the entire publicly traded market. Uh, with one position, so a mid single number, uh, mid single digit number of positions is going to be sufficient uh, for most people out there to uh, achieve ample diversification. And uh, conversely, you know, you also maybe need one or two fixed income positions uh, that can give you uh, ballast in the event of a market correction or uh, be a dollar when you need it to be if you're taking distributions from your portfolio. But uh, that number of individual stock positions is maybe sufficient to get a degree of diversification. So he's but, talking about mutual funds. Yeah, so it's, so it's so Bill. The, I mean, the reality is, you're most likely your advisor ha, ha, is making sector bets at this point. If they have that many positions, yeah. they're they're getting pretty granular, meaning like they might be picking individual com- countries or individual sectors like healthcare or financial, we, which or we see a ton. And so, you know, w- when you get to that level, that's a version of active management. I mean, you, there's no way around it. They're being t- they're 
they're trying to be tactical, then you have uh, then that's a whole different conversation about do you really think that this person is going to outperform um, some benchmark that he or she is trying to ba- beat? Because when you start to get that level of ETF positions, uh, you know there's probably also a lot of trading going on, and so that's another sort of red flag. So too many positions, in our opinion, uh, like Josh said, you can get what you need accomplished with many fewer positions. Um, uh, we, we got it here. I'll go real quick. Um, uh, Jack K says, I recently met with a financial advisor and he mentioned that I can move my assets that I have at Vanguard in kind. What does in kind mean? In kind just entails moving something, uh, electronically in its current form. So if you're say, for instance, moving Vanguard total market index, VTI, uh, from a Vanguard custodian to, say, Schwab as a custodian, they just send that electronically. Uh, you own it the whole time. So if the price changed during that ACAT, you know, we call it an ACAT when it moves electronically, but uh, you're going to own the same number of shares that you owned in the previous custodian at the new custodian. So uh, we often move taxable accounts from, uh, say, an- another custodian to our own custodian, LPL, uh, we don't want to realize gains within the account just by because we're transferring it in. So we just move it in kind and it lands in the new account in the exact same number of shares or uh, the, per whatever mutual fund you owned or individual position. It's in the new account and the same format you previously owned it. Yeah, I mean, an in kind transfer is just a way to move their assets that you have. A lot of people think I can't move because I don't have to pay taxes on my taxable money. No, you can move everything, the shares that you own at wherever. And the cost you basis should come. Come over with the transfer well, provided it's it has to. as yeah. long as it's post 2011 it has to yes all right that's our show this week we appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us remember buy low sell high we'll see you next week listening to partners of Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management on the radio show Financial Focus. Remember, you can email or call with your questions anytime during the week. Visit northwestquadrantwealth.com for more information. See you next week on Financial Focus. Any opinions expressed herein are given in good faith and are subject to change without notice and are only correct at the stated date of issue. Past performance is not always indicative of future results. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Securities, financial instruments, or strategies mentioned may not be suitable for all investors. Prices, values, or income from an investment mentioned in this report may fall against the interest of the investor, and the investor may get back less than the amount invested. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as a recommendation of particular securities, financial instruments, or strategies to you. Before acting on any recommendation on this material, you should consider whether it's suitable for your particular circumstances and, if necessary, seek professional advice.